And so we know that, you know, when we are generous, God's favor is going to rest on your life. And God's provision is going to flow through your life. And God's will will be done in your life. Something about generosity that's very important from Isaiah 32 and 8. It says this, But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. Of course, it's no uh, secret that we're in the season of the joy of generosity. And we set a goal. Brent and I are planning to sow a significant seed. We're praying and we're believing God uh, to be able to do that. But now notice with me, it is a challenge for us to be intentional about our giving. For plan different ways, different times, different seasons that we can give over and above what we normally give. Now we can look for ways to bless others, not only with our substance, but also with our touch. We can be a blessing with our time. We can be a blessing and generous with our talent. We can be very generous with the treasures and also with our touch. You know, there's several great verses in the Bible about generosity. You know, David was a very generous person. You know, in First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 2, he says, Here's what I've prepared with all of my might. In other words, he was intentional. Here's what I've prepared with all of my might. In First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 2, He said, the gold for things to be made of gold, the silver for things of silver, and of the brass for things of brass, amen, things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones, and all all other things. But notice with me in verse 3 of 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for his holy house. Folks, over and above giving will always produce over and above living. You'll never, you know, (laughs) you'll never, never, never have Mercedes living with skateboard giving. You'll never have a Rolex living with Timex giving. I mean, it's just a fact. And you don't have to have a lot to give, but you have to be affectionate when you give. They say that the amount of offering that David gave to the building of the house of the God was $1.5 billion. He couldn't write out a check in those days. So what he did is he brought wagons loads and wagon loads filled with gold and silver. And then the interesting thing about it, after he got done giving, he turned to his 400 mighty men and he said, Now who then is willing to consecrate his service to the house of the Lord? In other words, here's what I've done. Now what are you going to do? You know, many people would answer, Well, I just want to sing in the choir. You know, a lot of people want to sing like David sang. They want to dance like David danced. But when it comes to giving, they don't want to give like David gave. I know Brother Hagin years ago, you know, someone was rolling on the floor and dancing and everything and just having a big time. And not one quarter fell out of his pocket. So he was rolling, he was dancing and shouting at everyone else's expense. But that's not the way it is here. Amen. So here's what David understood. David understood that his generosity would affect future generations. 
You know, before David's men became mighty men, they were joined unto him. And in 1 Samuel 22 and verse 2, here's what the 400 mighty men looked like before they became mighty, before they came and had the spirit of faith that David had. The scripture says in 1 Samuel 22, 2, and every one of them was in distress. And every one of them was in debt. And every one of them was discontented. You know, people that are in debt, people that are discontented, and people that are distressed often hang together. Just a thought. And every, they gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them, and there were about 400 men. You see, being around David got them into the presence of God because David lived his life in the presence of God. David had the spirit of faith. They had the spirit of faith. And something happened when the presence of God came upon those guys. Something happened to them. They went from debt. They went from distress. They went from discontent to being mighty men of God and mighty men of valor. And it is recorded that David's mighty men were able to give over $2 billion to the house of God. Think about it. Now, you may have started out that way, but it doesn't have to stay that way. Your covenant with God can radically, radically change your whole life. You can be just like David. You can be just like one of those mighty men of victory. Amen? Amen. Somebody says, well, I just don't see how that ever could be. God can fix that. I said, God can fix that. God can fix what you're seeing. If you will put yourself in a position under his mighty hand and get under his wing, he will give you the ability to see what he sees and how he sees things. It's like what Jeremiah has said. He said, oh, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth. And by your great power, your stretched out arm. And there is nothing too hard or too difficult for thee. The Amplified says, there's nothing too hard or wonderful for you. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all your debts were paid? Wouldn't it be wonderful if all your house was paid off? All of your children's tuition was paid off. Well, somebody says, man, that's just too wonderful. But it's not too wonderful for God. You know, in Matthew chapter 19, right after, you know, the rich young ruler went away sad because Jesus told him to leave it all. His disciples were kind of puzzled. And they looked at him and said, well, who then can be saved? And Jesus said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were amazed. But Jesus looked right at him and said to them, look, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. My brothers and sisters, you've got to declare who you're with. Your believing connects you and determines who you are with. Yeah. Say with me, I'm with God. I'm with God. And, he's with me. and he's with me. Hallelujah. When people say impossible, they're saying it can't be done. But God says possible, it can be done. 
I love that, don't you? Don't look at yourself and see yourself the same way next year that you've seen yourself this year. It's time to come up. It's time to move up into a brighter day, into a stronger day, into a greater day with the things of God. Here's what we says about it. He said, now in the presence of men, as men look at this, it's impossible. It can't be done. But in the presence of God, as he looks at your circumstances, all things are possible. It can be done. Say with me, it can be done three times. It can be done. It can be done. I believe this God wants to do some great things in your life. He who started a good work in you, he will complete it. He will perform it until he returns. But there's got to be something that happens to our eyesight. It's like blind Bartimaeus came to him and said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. You see, oftentimes as Christians, we can be blinded by life circumstances. We're not talking about natural sight here. We're talking about spiritual sight. And here's what Jesus said. He said, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. My brothers and sisters, it takes the blessing of God on your eyes and your ears to look and hear and see what others do not. In Proverbs, it says this. He said, ears to hear and eyes to see, both are gifts from the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Say it with me. Blessed are my eyes, for they see, and my ears, for they hear. That should be our prayer. Put your hand over your heart and just pray this with me. Lord Jesus, that I may receive my sight. That the eyes of my understanding may be flooded with light. Help me to see what you see from my life and how you see it. Lord, I believe that and I receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, how will this become more real to me? How does this become more real to Pastor Mark? And Pastor Tom and all of you, how does this become more real? Where we have clarity, where we, we see and, and we know the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing. It comes by being in the presence of God. Amen. Come on, how many of you have ever been in the presence of God and all of those things that look so difficult, all of a sudden they look easy? You know why that is? Because it's easy for God. It's not easy for man. Because with man, there are so many impossibilities. But it's easy for God. And so when we can see what is easy for Him and put ourselves under His Lordship and stay in His presence long enough as a daily, as a daily walk with God, we will not be walking around fretting. We'll not be walking around fearing. We'll be able to walk in the Spirit. We'll be able to see what He sees. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the scales coming off of our eyes. Because in the presence of God, as He looks at it, say it with me, all things are possible. 
it can be done. And I'm in agreement with you. If you've got a heart to see, and if you've got a heart to hear, just get ready. I said, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. Because he is going to unveil. He is going to unfold. He's going to show you things to come. And when he shows you things to come, you'll not draw back in fear, but you'll come nigh to him and you'll draw near. Because in the presence of the Lord, you will see that it can be done for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not backing off. We're not backing down. We're not moved by what we see here. We're moved by what we know and see and have heard here. Hallelujah. For we are not bodies. We are spirits. We are spirits. Created in the very image and in the very likeness of God. With ears to hear and eyes to see. Oh, hallelujah. Let the entrance of your word give light. Let the entrance of your vision for our lives give light and life to our inner man. And we magnify you, Lord. Let's give, let's give, a, let's, let's lift our hands up. Ha ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so there are connections available to you. There are people not in this building, but there are people outside of this building that I will connect you with, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll connect you. For lack of a better term, this is Mark speaking. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. I will cause provision to come to you. So stay steady. Stay steady. Stay faithful. And let the hand of the Lord come upon you and do for you what you could never do for yourself. We're talking about his super coming on our natural. And when his super comes on our natural, we're going to have a supernatural life for the glory of God. That's the kind of life I want to live. How about you? I'm not going to live this mediocre life. I'm not going to live this life halfway up the mountain. Wherefore, give us this mountain. Hallelujah. Let's continue to move with God. John 10, 10, Jesus said this in the Amplified. Of course, he didn't speak Amplified, but we're talked. <laughs> we're saying Amplified. It says, the thief comes in order to steal, kill, destroy. I've come that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance until it overflows. Now, if you looked up in Strong's and if you looked up in Thayer's, some of the definitions for abundance means overflow. It means excessive. It means too much. It means more than more than enough. You know, that's the kind of God he is. But I like this one de- definition. It also means extra. 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 Remember the little paper boy? You know, before internet came out, he held up the newspaper. What would he say? Extra. Extra. Read all about it. Extra. Extra. Read all about it. Extra. Extra. Read. Read. Read, meditate, cogitate, mutter, utter, read all about the extra that is available. That is available to you in the kingdom of God. 
Hallelujah. I like that, don't you? They used to sing that as cheerleaders. Extra, extra, read all about it. We got a team and we're going to shout it. But anyway, I like to say it this way. Extra, extra, read all about it. We've got the victory and we're going to shout it. Amen. Somebody shout victory. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Extra. Too many loaves. Too many fishes. Too many fish. I read in the Bible that our cup runs over. That's extra. You know what we're claiming this month? We're claiming extra. I declare over your life and over my life and over this church, this is our season of extra. We'll have more than enough to sow seed. We'll have extra to do what he's called us to do. We'll have extra to do everything that he's put in our heart. Somebody shout extra. extra. Now to receive extra, you've got to believe in the goodness of God. And the goodness of God requires all of us to step up in our believing. You know, you think about Moses. They were, they were building back there in Exodus chapter uh, 36 and verse 5. And they said to Moses, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord had commanded. Everyone say much more. Now notice this. I long for the day this happens at Heart of the Bay. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary, so the people were restrained from bringing. Notice this, verse 7. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it, and what? What kind of a God do we serve? We serve a too much God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Too much. Too much. You know, over there in John chapter 6, we could read the whole chapter, but for the sake of time, you know, they were out there and they were hungry and Jesus had been ministering them all day and the disciples came to him and said, well, we, you know, what are we going to do? And he said, well, once this lad, this lad over here has some blows, in fishes and Jesus prayed and thanked the Lord and multiplication took place the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes and you know that day there were about 5,000 men there plus women plus children that could have been a crowd of about 10,000 I mean a little a two piece fish dinner and and a little roll the miracle of multiplication now notice what happened. In John 13, verse 6, 13 says, Therefore they gathered them together after they ate and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained hot over and above unto them that had eaten. Look at your neighbor and say, that's extra. There was a day, you know, Jesus was uh, teaching and you know, the crowds were pressing him and he had to go out in Peter's boat. And Peter had fished all night and taken nothing. And Jesus, you know, said, I want to use your boat. You know, he says, let, you know, launch out into the deep and uh, let down your nets for a draught. He said, after he got done teaching, Peter said, now we've told all the net. We haven't taken a single thing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to let down the net. 
And in verse 6 it says, And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. Think about that. Their net broke. Why? Because there were too many fish. Too many fish. In verse 7 it says, And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. Oh, glory. This is a ship sinking, net breaking, extra, excess, abundance amount of fish. And fish, hallelujah, are coming into this boat. I said fish, harvest is coming into this boat. And harvest is coming into your ministry. Hallelujah. Harvest time. Too many fish from a too much God. Amen. It's harvest time. Amen. Hallelujah. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord in this day and this hour, they're going to be saved. Woo, glory to God. I said glory to God. And we never look at harvest for gold, but some of them fish are going to have gold in their mouth. Not only that we were going to pay our taxes, we're going to pay buildings off. We're going to pay lands off. Too many. Too much God. So much grace. So much glory. So much outpouring of His goodness in this day and this hour. Volunteers are we in the day of your power. Lord, here we are. We're ready for the greater. We're ready for the too much. Too many miracles. <laughs> too much healing. Woo, glory to God. Come on, guys. I believe it. I receive it. We are not faint-hearted in this place. If we were, we'd have quit a long time ago. And so the psalmist said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Goodness and glory go hand together. Go hand in hand together. Amen. Glory. Too many fish. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's harvest time. We're not going to sleep in harvest. Say with me, we're ready. We're willing. And we're able to receive the harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some say, where is it? Well, first the corn, then the blade, then the full corn in the ear. And then we're about to put in the sickle because the harvest has come. Oh, see it, friends. See it the way he sees it. Don't see the Bay Area as lost and broken and on the way to hell. Let us see people in the Bay Area coming to Jesus. The Bible says, whosoever will. Whosoever will. Call upon the name of the Lord is going to be saved. Amen. Extra. Extra. Read all about it. Read all about the greatest outpouring that is yet to come. Read all about it. Read all about the miracles that have taken place in yesteryear and yester decade and yester century. But know this, that the best is yet to come. Amen. Read all about it. Yes, sir. Extra. Hallelujah. Extra. 
Read all about it. God's pouring out his glory and we're going to shout it. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo. Hallelujah. Well, somebody says, how does that impact me? You'll have joy that you've never, ever hardly experienced before. It's the joy of harvest. Mm, Glory to God. So be it, Lord. So be it. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Just pray a little while here for with me. For me and with me. Oh, prakiste le mende. Glory, 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 glory. Ship sinking. Net breaking. Too much God. Too many miracles. Too many healings. Too many people being saved. Hallelujah. Thank you for filling the barns in the Bay Area, Lord. Filling up the barns. Filling up the churches. Filling them up, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for advancement in your kingdom. Thank you for churches and, and pastors and people of God all throughout the San Francisco Bay Area. Thank you for filling the barns. Everyone's the overflow. Overflow. An overflow. An overflow of people. An overflow of harvest. See, as men look at this, it's impossible. But as he looks at it, it's possible. It can be done. I will even take it a step further. It must be done. It must be done. Before the trumpet sounds, we must reap a greater harvest. Amen. Amen. Turn me to Psalm 23 now. Psalm 23. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. May not sound real pretty, but praise God, it's pretty enough for 9, 10, 07, whatever. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I'm full of want. Now, the Passion Translation says, I love that. By the way, read that whole psalm. It'll bless you. Psalm 23, 1, Passion says, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have what? Is that extra? He's the God that's of more than? He's the God of extra. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me right here in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup is what? That's extra. Notice this, he prepares a table. It's a beautiful table. It's a bountiful table. All we ever need in all of our life, all we will ever desire, it's on the table. How many of you remember that old song? Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. Come and dine. Come and dine. Too many Christians are trying to survive on one cold snack a week. When God has prepared an amazing feast for us to partake of every day. Look at your neighbor and say, there's extra on the table for you. I mean, we've had some extra on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, we've had some extra yesterday. Well, thank God there's extra on his table. 
There's healing on the table. There's joy on the table. There's prosperity on the table. He'll never run out of bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now notice this in verse 5, part V, B. It says, you anoint my head with what? Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. He anoints us with the oil of his presence that comes from the Holy Spirit. In the presence of your enemies, there's a greater presence available to you through the oil of the Holy Spirit. And so we don't come to the table and talk all about that the devil's doing. Remember, the devil's under your feet. He's under the table. We come to the table and we rejoice at all that God has done, is doing, and will do. He anoints your head with oil. I declare over your life that you're anointed. Here's what I want you to see in closing. And my cup is half full. My cup is running over. Tell me, Emmanuel, does, does he not know when the cup is full? Doesn't he know when the cup is full? I mean, enough is enough. No, not when you're more than enough. See, the children of Israel went from the land of, of, of not enough into the land of just enough. But God's will was for them to go into the land of promise, which is more than enough. So when God pours into the cup, get ready, it's going to flow over. You know what that means? We're not running out. Caleb, doesn't he know when the cup is full? Then why does he just keep pouring? You know why he does? Because he likes it. He likes you, he loves you, and he likes to pour out his goodness upon believing ones. Running over. Running over. Off your cup. Onto the table. Right on into the floor. Out the door. And right on into the streets. We serve a too much God. Did you get anything out of this today? Hallelujah. Extra. Extra. Let's read all about it. We've got abundance, and we're going to shout it. How can you say you have abundance when you have a need? Because I know the need meter. I know the need meter. I've come too far down this road of faith to turn my back on him now. He's been too faithful. Hallelujah. The need meter said he'd meet your need. And he would do it according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I just get happy, you know, when I preach on a too much God. Are you happy today? Hallelujah. Well, I preached to you in 31 minutes and 35 seconds, which could have taken an hour and a half. Aren't you thankful today? (laughs) Aren't you just giving God some praise up in here? Come on, let's shout. Give the Lord glory. Hallelujah.
Amen. Hey. Woo. Glory. I told Brenda, I said, you know, I'm, I may not run as fast as I used to in the spirit, but I can scoot like Brother Hagin did. Glory to God. Amen. It's running over in your life. It's running over in the kingdom of God. If you will get addicted to giving, God will support your habit. He just flat will do it. When you give this morning, it's not subtraction, it's addition and it's multiplication. We're going to give here in a moment. We're going to kick off December. We're just right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The scripture says, but this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. And he who is sowing in blessings and blessings shall he reap. Philip's translation says, poor sowing means a poor harvest. And generous sowing means a generous harvest. One pastor who was ignorant said this, well, sowing's not necessary. Tell that to a farmer. Seed time and harvest still works today as it did in the beginning. Amen. Glory to God.